Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim. And today we've got a guest who is one of the coaches on our team, one of the latest additions to the team. We're coming up on about 40 coaches at this point, and you're going to love her, Amy Stover. She is soft-spoken, but she knows what she thinks, and she shares it from the heart, and she's very specific in what she says, and she's going to share her journey with us today. And I really had a good time getting to know her better. I've encountered her a few different times. She's been in our community for several years now, but she came in quite skeptical. And I enjoyed that part of her story. I didn't realize how she'd found this community and how she'd started her journey, but she's been selling online since she was quite young, a young teenager. And she's not very old at this point. It's just a few years ago now, but she's jumped forward in time with her business and grown it to a very healthy number. Her goal for the 2021 year is about $450,000. She's not sure where she'll end up as I'm recording this. We got about three months left in the year, but that just gives you an idea about the size of her business at some healthy margins, which she shares. She's doing a couple different strategies, wholesale, which you hear some about. You're going to be hearing more about on this show, quite a bit more actually coming up next couple of weeks, months. And she also does the replants model, which you've heard a bunch of if you listen to this show. We don't dive into the specifics of replants today because like I said, we mention that frequently on a lot of other podcast episodes, but both of those modules are part of the Proven Amazon course, which you'll find a link in the show notes at silentgym.com to that course, just like always. But one of the things that made her skeptical initially, our guest today, Amy, made her skeptical was how inexpensive our resources were. She thought this can't be legitimate because they've claimed to be putting so much content in there and they've got so many testimonials and success stories, but yet their price is so low, it can't be legitimate. So it was kind of comical to me to hear her talk through how she just didn't think much of us at all because we weren't charging enough money for our content. Uh, So maybe if that's you, listen to how Amy kind of talked herself through that and the experiences that she had, including an interaction with our customer support team at one point where we refunded some money that she was owed without her even noticing it. And uh, we kind of won her over at that point. One of the other parts I enjoyed today was where she spent some time talking about relationships and how important they are and how lonely this business can be. She really speaks from the heart. Being in e-commerce can be lonely and that's dangerous. I would even say it's toxic to be by yourself building and grinding away for too long. It can really start to have a negative impact on you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. It can just bring you down and you may not even know what's happening. But if you're trying to do life or business by yourself as a lone wolf, it's not healthy. It will not end well. And she talks through it. And one of my concluding thoughts from that segment that uh, I thought I should include in the opening here was that relationships aren't some kind of nice byproduct of doing business. Relationships are the whole point. Now, you got to be profitable to stay in business. But the better you are at building relationships, the more profitable you're going to be. Business was built for relationships, not the other way around. The reason business exists is to enhance the relationships in your life with your family, with your neighbors, with the people you're serving. So if you're not building relationships, you're not doing it right. She drives that point home well today too, talking about our live events and some of the special people that she's been able to meet through this community. So without any further introduction needed, I'd love to jump over and just jump into let her tell her story to that segment. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I sure did. As always, getting to know the great leaders and the people with stories to tell in our community. One last thing before we hit the button and bring her on. Hey, if you've got a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Specifically, you're in our community, you're growing a business, you're struggling, you're growing, you're failing, you're succeeding, you're on the journey as a business building warrior. We want to hear your story. That's what this podcast is. And it's very popular, apparently. We keep rising in the ranks and we're getting contacted from all kinds of potential sponsors who want to get some airtime on this show, which tells us something's working. Our audience is really growing. The people around the world listening, thank you for listening. If there's a topic you want me to hit or you think you've got a story worth telling, please send us an email. You can get all the contact information as well as all the links I'll be talking about today at silentgym.com. All right, let's jump over and get Miss Amy Stover on the line. So Amy, welcome. Silent Sales Machine Radio. 
Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you on board. Well, let's jump right onto your story. Great. So I'm from a large homeschool family in New England, and we grew up raising most of our own food and spending a lot of time together, studying God's word together, and just a, a really wonderful growing up and spending time as a family, and definitely very close to most of my siblings. Even That's now. beautiful. Where are you in the lineup of, of kids? How many were there and where are you in the lineup? I am the eighth of nine. Gotcha. So was the youngest, are they a girl or a boy? I'm curious. A boy. Okay. So you are the little That's girl the of the family. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so you're the one everyone took care of. The rules were a little different for you, I'm guessing, because that's how it is in our family with our only youngest girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I bet your siblings would say so anyway. I am the youngest daughter, so. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I didn't know that about you. Cool. All right. So have you always had an entrepreneurial tug? Or is that something fairly new for you? Talk us through that. Well, the entire family has leaned towards entrepreneurialism my entire life. So I didn't really give it any consideration. I just started selling some stuff on eBay when I was 15. One of my sisters had an account and she wasn't using it anymore. So I started in there and started selling a couple things and then they sold and it was a couple more and then it was a lot more and eventually I got into buying things for the intent of resale. My first purchase there was a bulk lot. Bought it for just over $206. I never calculated out exactly what I sold it for, but it was well over a thousand. Nice. And that was all still eBay. Yes, that was all on eBay. Wow. Okay. And this, so this is early on in your e-commerce career. It sounds like that's the only income you've really ever generated is e-commerce, creative entrepreneurial adventures online, right? Is, is that accurate? Or have you had any quote, real jobs? I have never had a real job in my life. That's so great. I didn't know that about you either. I'm going to learn a lot. Okay. Yeah, so how, I, how long ago was that when this adventure started for you? What year would that have been approximately? It was the summer of 2013 when I posted my first thing on eBay. Gotcha. Okay. That gives us a point of reference. So you've been doing this a while. All right. Yeah. Do you still do some eBay? I know you're big into Amazon now, obviously. That's where we're heading. But you still hanging on to eBay? I have a little over there. Not a whole lot. Sure. Okay. It's definitely yeah. been larger back when I was doing only eBay. Sure. And Amazon has has a lot more eyeballs now, a lot more customers. You know, eBay used to dominate. Probably yeah. in 2013, they were still dominating. They're, you know, it's starting to be pretty split down the middle maybe at that point. But Amazon, of course, dominates now as far as this total number of customers buying things daily. Um, so that's where a lot of us have transitioned much of our business. But okay, so talk to me about that transition to Amazon. Like, how did that start to happen? Yeah, that was in 2016, right after I had made that book purchase that did so well. Uh, my eldest brother had heard about Amazon for many years and he saw that I was getting into retail and he suggested that I check out this course he'd seen come out on Amazon. He had just seen something post and um, so he had thought, thought of me and uh, I took a look at that and we ended up buying it and I started looking at selling on Amazon and going through those training modules. That was yeah. the first time I'd ever heard of someone selling on Amazon. Understood. Okay. So your brother hooked you up with a, a course and got you started on that road. So how did it go initially? Like talk us through this early months maybe of selling on Amazon. What was the experience? Well, that was back when scanning barcodes and clearance was the one thing that people were talking about. Right. So I gave that a try, but it just wasn't going well for me. It was, I found a few things here and there, but just this little tiny amount. And I really didn't like the business model doing all these 
dozens of hours and coming away with three or four products on a good day that I could get just a couple units of, never find again. I just didn't care for that model at all. So you didn't do that too long, I take it. No, I didn't. That first training course had a whole bunch of classes by a whole bunch of people. And one of them was about wholesale. So I took a look at that and that really caught my my interest. Once you find it, you can buy it again. That sounded really good. So it was super, super basic, but it was something. So I decided right then that this arbitrage thing wasn't very good. I was just going to leave that behind, go into wholesale. Gotcha. Okay. So you made the leap to wholesale pretty quick. And talk us through that strategy. Like, what were you doing then? How were you finding these wholesale companies? And and what was your research habits there? Yeah, it was within my first six months on Amazon that I shifted to wholesale. Okay. How were you finding these companies? Yeah, I was looking on Amazon for products that were selling. And then I was looking on Google, trying to find the manufacturers of those products and reaching out to them cold, plain, basic email, and just seeing if they would open a conversation and consider selling to me. And most of them did not send back any reply of any nature. And then there were a lot of no's. And eventually there were just a couple of yeses. So by my first Christmas, I had a couple of wholesale accounts and was selling a few things there. And that has held true with wholesale over all of the years I've done it. I contact a huge number of brands. I actually buy from closer to 2% of them. Hmm. So only 2% of the wholesale companies you reach out to are responding positively, you're saying. So it, it's a numbers game. You've got to be responding positively and moving into a first. Sure. Person. Right. Just because they say yes, they may or may not have anything of interest to you. Yeah, True. And they may or may not be profitable. Sure. Sure. Which is, yeah. That's what makes them the most interesting, right? It's not like you're committed to a certain category of product. It's products that you can sell for a profit, right? You sell across many different categories, I'm assuming. Yes, I do. Very good. Okay. So are you still doing some wholesale today? Yes, I am almost exclusively wholesale. Gotcha. Okay. Because the last time we talked, I know you were starting to adventure into replens a little bit too. So I know that starts to paint some of the pictures. Now as well, but that's... Much and, later and we, in the story. Sure, sure. We didn't specify either the, the course that you bought early on. Was that the proven Amazon course or was it something different? Oh, no. The point we are at in the story, I haven't, I haven't even heard of you yet. Oh, I got you. Okay. I wasn't sure where we were uh, in, in, <laughs> in the history of yeah. your interaction with us. Okay. So keep it going. Um, actually, I do need to back up just a smidge. It That's was fine. before my first Christmas when I first heard of you. Yeah. So okay. it was after I started getting into wholesale. I just had that that one little tiny snippet about it. I was poking around and it dawned on me one day that there's got to be something better. I've gone through all the training I have in my possession. I have pulled what I can from there. It's not going particularly well. I know some people are doing really well. There's got to be something better. I've always been an optimist. I just assumed I will find it and it will exist. Good for you. I love hearing that. And I've known that about you too. It's like, all right, let's move forward. Lesson learned. Let's go. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. So you started looking for some more content because you'd been through the other course, gone as far as you could with it, started looking for something different. Absolutely. Okay. So take so us through that. I pull up Google and I'm like, what am I even looking for? This industry doesn't have a name. Right. There is nothing that sums us up. I mean, I have siblings who are accountants. That's a very nice title. Right. Learn to be an accountant. Yeah. It's like anyone who who hears that isn't going to fully comprehend what they do, but they're going Mm -hmm. to have an excellent idea. Mm -hmm. But my work doesn't have a name. So what do I even look for? So I'm staring at this empty Google screen and I'm like, Amazon course. It's as good of a start as I'm going to find. So I type it in. And the search results come up and uh, yours was right up there on top. Was it that day? Okay. Because it's not always. <laughs> Excuse okay. me. There's, there's plenty of times where we're on page eight. I don't do any search engine optimization. Okay. I never know where we're at. Just get a bunch of people using it and liking it. That's our strategy around here. But so you showed okay. up on top. That's cool. Well, I typed it in Amazon course and your 
website's proven Amazon course. I just figured it typically showed up high. Mm-hmm. So it, it comes up there, proven Amazon course, number one course in the world. And I'm looking at it, it's like, oh dear, I forgot part of the story. Fill it in. So prior to this, I had found a few other resources. And it, it was just a little bit here and there. Um, I found one that was like $9 and I, I went through that and I wasn't very impressed with it. And I found another one, it's like $14. And I went through through that and you know, I learned a little bit from them, but I'd worked really hard for that, that $9 and that $14. And I didn't feel like I'd truly gotten my money's worth out of them. That's pretty bad. When you only spend yeah. less than 20 bucks and you don't get your money's worth, that's, that's bad. <laughs> and I wasn't making much money at that time. So I had a higher value on every dollar. Of course, yeah. And it was at the end of that that I had decided that there must be something better and gone looking. That's what sent you to Google. Yes, that's what sent me to to, to Google. Amazon course search. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so um, this proven Amazon course thing comes up and I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's awfully presumptuous saying you're the number one course in the world. It is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're so right. I've never had anyone call us out on that, but it definitely is. But I think we can back it up too with facts and data. But anyway, I won't interrupt your story. No, I think, I think you can. But here I am. I'm 18. I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, those other ones weren't very good. And this one's making quite the, the claim. I'll just keep looking and see what else I see on this page. I look further down and... I'm really not seeing anything that catches my eye. So I go back up to yours and I, I, I'm like, well, I'll just take a quick look. So I pull it up, start looking at this website, some guy called Jim Cockrum, never heard of him before. And uh, for some reason, I keep reading and I read a little piece here and a little piece there. And there's some pretty interesting stories. And I keep skimming further down. And then there, there's all these uh, courses. And, you know, there's this one about finding golden gaps and an entire course about coffee. Who's ever even heard of something like that? Not me. Oh, there were lots of courses. Um, you had the one on wholesale at that point. And there were like four that caught my interest as something that, that sounded interesting. So I kept scrolling down and I reached this very, very long pile of reviews. I just keep going on on and on and I start wondering if if this gym actually wants to to sell this course this uh page is going on so long it's making me wonder a little bit but keep going on further down and I was new enough I didn't know that many reviews was unusual it's just what you you had there and took forever to skim through those and well I didn't read very many of them but uh after what felt like an eternity I reached the bottom There's the price tag, $349. And I was so done. I left on the spot. Because if someone made all those courses and valued them at $349, he did not put enough time into any of them for a single one of them to be worth the time or money to go through them. Wow. We got to get you on the marketing team. (laughs) Because <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. We would probably sell more of the course if we marked it up 10 times. Uh, that's funny. You might. But at the same time, what would that do to your vision? Absolutely. Well, powerful question. Because you know that you know the vision of what we're about around here. And Now I and, do. Uh, we we don't want money to be something in the way of someone finding their destiny through e-commerce and, and helping their family. And, but anyway, don't take me off track. This is your story. <laughs> yeah, um, I just had a thought. So you found the 349 yeah. price tag. Yep. So um, j- just going in with a Google search and that one landing page and absolutely nothing else, I was 100% certain that you were a scam. Hmm. And I left in a hurry. I was like, that was disappointing. It was looking so promising. (laughs) And I was gone and I left that, went back to searching the way I I had been and decided that uh, someday I would look around again and 
see if there was something else. But for t- today, it was just a disappointing enterprise. <laughs> so I went on from there. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just saying because the price was too low. Had the price been, say, $3,000, what might you have done that day? Just curious. Do you think you would have done something different? A 3000 would have been out of my budget by quite a bit. But um, I'm just curious what the magic price point might have been <laughs> that day where you just said, all right, this feels legit and I could actually afford it. Because <laughs> that's, the, that's the marketing magic of pricing, pricing content. The magic is you, know, you don't want to undervalue it, but you don't want to put it out of people's price range either to be able to help them. Especially when it's something that you truly believe, you know, it can help people. I'm just curious, like, what number would you have had that you'd have gone, like, yeah, this feels right. I can, I'll do this today. Have you ever given that some thought? Mm -hmm. Just doing marketing research. That's (laughs) maybe you can let me know later. I'm just curious. Maybe because I was still very new to this all. Also, I, I, I hadn't made much profit, I hadn't sold very many items. If it had been a couple thousand, I think it would have made my list to revisit later after I had made more money and hmm. had the resources to pick up something. Sure. You know, as long as I very solidly believed in it. Yeah, right. So we had some work to do to earn your trust at that point, it sounds like. You did. So I left there, went back to finding products as I could and... um Ended up with quite a few different courses over the next few months. Some were like the earlier ones. I probably should have saved my money. And some of them were really good. And I learned some excellent things from them. And um, overall, it was a good period of time. Who I am today is made by what I went through. How the business is and how it runs and what I know about running a business, I got from the experiences I went through. So I wouldn't trade it, but uh, I certainly could have shortcutted a few things. I had found you earlier before I was going to skeptically view anything that came my way. Yeah, right. So what are some of the things that you learned? Can you share some of that? Do you remember any of those lessons when you were kind of toying around, jumping from course to course, probably you know, less expensive courses and experts, you know, mm-hmm. anything valuable popped to mind that you recall from, from that era? Well, I remember that buying an item for a variation listing is a bad idea without knowing very much about variations. That's good. But I lost less than $100 on that lesson, so that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you can get real excited about a product that looks like it's flying off the shelf when it's not the blue one that's flying off the shelf, it's the red one that's flying off the shelf. And you got to learn how to read the data, right? Yeah, great, great example. Yeah, it's good to pick that one up early. And I've since sold variations quite successfully. You just need quite a bit of data in how to read the information. Right. Do you use Keepa and RevSeller, I'm assuming? Yes, nowadays I do. Beautiful. That's what we teach. Yeah. And the data is right under your nose. If you, if you know how to look it up, if you don't, you can be confused by those things. That's part of what we teach, but it sounds like you learned that lesson the hard way a little bit too. And yet for my, well, let's see, I probably had three or four 100% losses that first year, but they were all relatively small purchases. I still ended that year at a taxable income. Very good. Very good. So where'd your business go from here? What happened next? Well, um, my own specialty has always been wholesale. So I ended up getting into more wholesale trainings from a handful of places. Some really good ones that taught me a lot about how to approach a brand, how to offer them what they've always wanted, but no one has ever been willing to give them. How to present to a, a company to pique their interest and that most companies are not in the market. That's definitely one of the biggest things I've, I've ever learned about wholesale. Most companies are not in the market for an Amazon seller, no matter how much you are willing to offer them. But those that are, they are ready for someone. And if you offer them what they are looking for, they will be delighted to have you. And they are the best. How many wholesale companies are you working with now? Uh, just a small handful, maybe six or so. Right. But that's what you've built your whole business 
most of your business based on those six relationships. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, keep us going. I'm not sure where you want to go from here, but it's your story. Yeah. It was about six months after that disastrous first encounter with your website that I next heard about you. And how exactly that came about, I really don't remember. It didn't really stick in my mind. But I remember that someone recommended something and I ended up buying a really low priced thing from you, some joint thing that they had done. And um, I trusted them enough to to buy it. So I purchased it there. And uh, apparently there was a discount code that was also sent out with that item. But I hadn't used it. But um, a few hours later, your support reached out to me and said, you didn't use your discount code. So we applied it to your order and we refunded you the difference. And that really impressed me. Like, I might not know much about this group and I might not have a very good opinion of them, but that one move is something I will never forget. Wow, I've I didn't know we'd done that. seen customer service like that. Yeah, that is probably Mary. <laughs> she's been with me a, when it was just me for a long time. She was the, she's the longest employee that we've had, or not really an employee. She's a, she's on contract, but she's been customer support for a very long time, and, and she stays on top of things like that. She'll see duplicate orders pop through, and she'll contact them and say, "Hey, you've actually ordered this twice, and they issue a refund." Yeah, we. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of our team. They operate with so much integrity. I love hearing that. I didn't realize they'd done that. I've, that's just how we treat people. We treat them. We treat everybody. What I tell them is, like it's a good friend or family member who's wanting to get into the business. We're not afraid to charge some money because we got to get paid for what it is that we do. But we're going to take good care of them. Well, you certainly did, and that was the first thing that impressed me about your group. That's cool. I didn't realize that either. Learning a lot of new things about you today. That's great. Yep, that one thing I was going to remember for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting how those little things leave such a, an impression, especially in, as skeptical as people are about e-commerce and online and de- working with strangers. Everyone comes in with a bit of a skeptical attitude. So those little chances you have to prove to people that you operate with integrity, that means a lot and it can carry. So that's a highlight of your story. I mean, you've been interacting with us for years at this point and that's a highlight of your story is that one little refund. It probably wasn't even that much money, but it was it just was the integrity behind $10. it. Yeah, right. Well, oh, very cool. Yeah. And thanks for giving a shout out to the support team. That's just the good people that we use on the team. It's very good. Yes. That one detail was the turning point. For less than $10, you started winning me over. <laughs> That's really cool. Love it. So from there, you became convinced that we might have something that was different, unique, worth looking into. Yeah. It's not long after that, I found out that you had a Facebook group. So I got in over there, started poking around trying to figure out what this thing was all about. I mean, it was pretty widely known and talked about. Must be something more here. And uh, it was a while after that, I found out you had a podcast. I started looking around at that a little bit. And you really have to be in the community and listening to the podcast or know someone to know why My Silent Team exists, to hear about the mission of bringing dads home helping families and giving people reliable resources without charging a fortune. You don't get any of that from a Google search. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So how about if you put it in your own words, you know, it's not like we have a mission statement written down anywhere that we ask our leaders to memorize, but you're hitting on a lot of the bullet points if we did have such a thing. So from your perspective, you're a coach now, and I've probably already mentioned that in the introduction, so people know that, but you're a coach on our team. You've, you've jumped on board into a leadership role around here. What is the mission? You've hit on a few of the things, but from your perspective, having observed this for a year, what is this group all about? What makes it different? And use whatever comes to mind. Well, now I've been with this group for four years. Right. Yeah. Um, the chief difference is how much... This group loves people. Hmm. This isn't about the money. That was obvious. It isn't about success. It's about the people. Taking them from, many of them from a place where they don't feel like they have options and giving them hope and helping them build the life of their dreams. 
a life where they can focus on whatever matters most to them. That's a powerful clip right there, that little clip, <laughs> how you just described it. I mean, it's, it strikes me, hey, I want to be a part of that. But, but that's what we're trying to build. That is who we are. That is what we do. And hearing it from your perspective is powerful. Wow. And it tells me you're, you're really bought into it as well. I can tell just you, you speak about it with passion. You're not one of these bold, you know, jump up on the stage and shake your fists in the air and announce the big, you know, this is what we stand for. But the equal amount of passion comes from the way that you methodically and thoughtfully lay out exactly what it is that we are all about. And I encourage people all the time, Amy, take your time. Discover this for yourself. You don't have to believe Amy. You don't have to believe me. Take your time. It may take weeks, may take months, might take a few years for us to convince you that really is what we do. It's relationships. So our events are more like a big family reunion than a business conference, right? It's like hugs and tears and checking in on each other's families and uh, the, more so than it is. And the, and the content's phenomenal, but it's just, it's become quite a family uh, community. Yeah, it is like family. It is family. We pray for each other. We check in on each other. So yeah, I appreciate you spending time on your perspective on all of that. And it's a pleasure having you in the leadership role as well, because I believe you represent all those things so well. So thank you for that as well. Well, thank you. It took quite a while for you to win me over, but once you did, I was delighted to be asked. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah, those are the asked. best. Those are the best students, though. The best success stories. I love the stories, and I've got names popping in my mind and faces right now of the people who really were skeptical. I've had people refund two or three times. And then come back and be great leaders in our community because they're just so skeptical. I'm like, all right, here's your money back. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, here you go. The course, whatever it is, you know, here's your refund. But they come back, they keep coming back, and then they're all in. And then they build this incredible business. I love those stories because really the journey is inside of you, not inside of what we do, but it's inside of you being willing to do the work, as you well know. You've got to do the work. It doesn't matter who your coach or leader or content. If you got to do the work yourself, you can't blame the content because our content flat out works, as you know. Yes, you it does. Work. Yeah. Pardon the brief interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I want to tell you about our latest sponsor, Celix.com. By the time you finish listening to this episode, a new competitor could have come on the scene and start selling on Amazon. How are you going to beat them? Well, having a great product may not be enough anymore. You need a great pay-per-click campaign as well. That's what Celix does, PPC analysis. That's why Celix has teamed up with leading global pay-per-click experts to create the best Amazon PPC evaluation tool in the industry. And it's available for free to listeners of this show if you go to celix.com slash sales. That's Celix, S-E-L-L-I-C-S dot com slash silent sales. This evaluation tool is built on aggregated and anonymized Amazon PPC data representing over $2.5 billion in ad spend across 170,000 products. It's been tested a lot. Every month, you'll get an email that breaks down your advertising performance, compares it to the competition in your category, and shows you the exact changes you should make in order to improve any underperforming ASINs. This will help lower your ad spend. Plus, all listeners of this show who use the tool also qualify for a free bonus call with an expert, a PPC expert. That's a $400 value. So get your campaigns evaluated. Claim your call today for free by visiting sellix.com slash silent sales. That's S-E-L-L-I-C-S dot com slash silent sales. Let's get back to the show. You've got to do the work. It doesn't matter who your coach or leader or content. If you got to do the work yourself, you can't blame the content because our content flat out works, as you know. Yes, it does. Yeah. Well, let's keep your story going. What else do you want to talk about? And there's also a place where people come to trust you enough to believe in your content, as well as a business cannot grow any faster or any slower than its leader grows. So until the leader is ready to take the business and is, is capable of moving that business forward into wherever it's going next, it's not going to happen. That's so good. 
Yeah, business growth is a leadership journey. I say it all the time. Your ability to lead is the cap. That's the ceiling that you're bumping against at any given time. Your leadership skills, your relationship skills. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. So let's see. We just got into the first impressive thing you did. Refunding me like $8. <laughs> Best $8 I ever spent. Okay. So you know, I, I was in the Facebook group. I was looking around and it really wasn't a moment in time. It was just the process of a number of months when it dawned on me. One of these days, I'm going to hand over that $349. And it wasn't something I did right away, but the day came when it was time. And I gladly handed that over and have owned the entirety of PAC ever since. Definitely an overwhelming quantity of information there, but a very valuable resource that I have gone back to time and time again. Even, you know, regardless of what, what, what project I was on, you know, if I'd be working along on something and realize that I should move towards a certain subject, even if I wasn't ready to at that moment, there was going to be something in PAC that would give me some guidance, even if it wasn't something I'd act on right away. That is one massive amount of information. Yeah, we, we often call it a, more of a library than it is a course. And you go to the section you need when you That's need it. That's a good it. way to put it. And uh, it, it's, it's learning. I think my son is the first one who brought this concept to me. But instead of just in case learning, which is the way most of our education system is set up, public schools and such, it's, hey, we're going to teach you a bunch of stuff just in case you need it someday. Well, the Proven Amazon course is set up just in time learning, meaning, hey, I'm ready to start learning more about this. My business has grown to this level. What's next? So you go to where it is you need to go when you need it and you learn those next few steps instead of taking the whole course from front to back, which no one has ever done. <laughs> it's volume, every live event we've ever done and it's all in there categorized and cataloged so you can go to what you need when you need it as best that we can, can catalog that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I love to hear that you're constantly going back to it because that's how it's designed. Yeah. So I have noticed that of all the marketing pieces I've seen for e-commerce, that um, most of them focus on their success stories, which is natural. And here and there, you'll pick up a bit about their community and how you, you can ask questions and get them answered and how they work through problems. And that's a wonderful thing. But there's something that gets left out of the majority of, of marketing, not yours. I've heard you talk about it and Nathan's mentioned it, but for most of the years I've been in e-commerce, I never heard a single person even mention this idea. So we enter this field of e-commerce looking for more freedom, more control, more time with our families. And eventually we get it to the point where we go full time, so excited. And we're going along and uh, we go and research some products by ourselves. And then we go buy the products by ourselves. And we take them home where we prep them alone. And you pack them up alone and you drive them off to UPS or have UPS come to you. And by the end of the day, you spent a couple minutes with other people. And you spent eight, 10 hours by yourself, which for a time is fine. But... Uh, Year in, year out, not so much. The thing everyone leaves out is how lonely this industry can be. How much it's just you unless you take the time and intentionally put in the effort to ensure that there's more than that. Mm, and if so you good. have someone working alongside you, that's great. If you, like I did, run a small group with a couple business owners who discuss issues and talk now and then, that's great too. But even that wasn't quite enough. You really have to take the time to be a part of a community, to have people that you connect with a lot on a personal level, not just when something goes wrong, which is valuable. It's immeasurably valuable, but 
you also have to have the social component of people that you're just doing life together with. Very well said. And why is that so important, Amy? I I know how I would say it. I've said it multiple occasions on this very podcast. And I, I believe there's a biblical foundation behind what you just said. But if I was saying, why is that so important? As long as I'm paying the bills and I've you know, got the things that I want out of life, why do I need to be hanging out with other people as I'm doing it? What case would you make? That it's very lonely to do it on your own. That's the primary one that, that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and uh, my good friend, Daniel Lappin talks about, you know, man is not made to be alone, doesn't just refer to spousal relationships. It's anytime you find yourself plugging away by yourself at any project for too long. I mean, it's it's mentally, physically, spiritually exhausting, and you will you will accomplish nowhere near as much as you would have or could have. You know, synergy is a real thing. One plus one equals five, and you'll never enjoy that if you're doing it by yourself. You'll never enjoy the benefits of it, let alone the spiritual, mental, emotional benefits, but even the financial benefits that are there from building relationships. Like with wholesaling, that's a huge advantage even. Build those relationships, get to know those people. Find, you know, get on the phone instead of sending an email whenever possible. Get on Zoom instead of getting on the phone whenever possible. Go live instead of Zoom whenever possible. And that just accelerates those relationships. That's right. That's right. That really accelerates a relationship. Yes, it does. And this isn't things that you and I came up with. I mean, these are thousands of year old principles that are taught in, you know, biblical business principles that have been understood for thousands of years by the Hebrew culture, especially. So yeah, this stuff works. So not only are you avoiding loneliness, but you're actually accelerating your business and keeping yourself healthier too, a mentally, emotionally, more stable person. The example I give sometimes, Amy, that I've used before is when we torture, you know, is is when in combat, you know, an enemy is captured and the, the worst form of torture is isolation, right? But we do that to ourselves sometimes unintentionally when we kind of block out the world and just stay nose to the grindstone in our business. Like that's mentally exhausting, psychologically very damaging. And and social media is no replacement, by the way, for real people, just in case anyone's wondering. Yeah, that's that's it not a replacement. Assist. It it can assist in the building of real relationships for sure. But you got to make that transition at some point. Yeah. This that's a great tangent to get onto. I love it. That's that's a topic of passion. If I didn't have an Amazon podcast, that's the kind of stuff I'd be talking about all the time, actually. Relationships. Mm, for they sure. Bring us all. Yeah. Yeah. Great topic. And being around more business owners, you hear of how they're doing things. You hear what they're trying. You hear what worked today and what stopped working today. There's a lot of ideas to be had. There are also downsides. I got my Facebook account back in 2016 because all the course support systems were on Facebook. So I kind of had to have an account to be able to ask questions. So I got that set up and I started reading in a variety of communities. And uh, I discovered some very interesting things. When I sent my first shipment, I just sent my first shipment. You figure it out, you put it together, you send it off. I start reading in these communities and I discover most people freak out over their first shipment and they get all concerned and they (laughs) take forever and they are so afraid of getting it wrong. And it goes on and on. It's like, okay, I just did it and I sent it and it worked and I figured I must have done it right. I never even considered I wasn't. Yeah. Amazon didn't talk to me about it. So that was that. But that I allowed to uh, play over into my life because when I went to create my first pallet shipment, I probably freaked out about that more than most anything else I'd ever done. <laughs> sure. And um, that little piece where you have the shipping label and the FBA warehouse label being the same thing, that didn't help any. It was missing half of it. <laughs> yeah. So but, that's when it's, it's good to have a community to bounce those things off of for sure. And but, you know, the thing I've noticed about a community too is good news floats at a different pace than bad news. Positivity mm-hmm. is contagious as is negativity. They're both contagious, but one of them spreads far faster, exponentially faster, if not monitored. 
bad news spreads so fast. A testimonial, that gets some attention. Somebody saying, oh no, this guy is falling. Amazon just did this. Like everybody knows five minutes later. <laughs> and for sure. You got to dispel it for the next... They take you three weeks to straighten it out. Like, no, that's not actually what's going on. Everything's okay. No one panic. You know, it's everyone stay calm. And then spreading the news that everything's okay takes forever. So panic is easy. But spreading good news and solutions is hard. And spreading success stories and seeing the good stuff, that's hard. It's a lot of work. That's a lot of the work of leadership in online communities. So 67,000 people is no joke uh, to keep everyone kind of informed and content. And, you know, we, we run a very transparent forum as, as you've seen. Yeah. I remember when you crossed 30,000. Yeah. It's just, it just keeps on growing. Transparency and, and well, results really is what it is. All the success stories. You know, I've always told the team and I'm sure I've told you at some point as a coach when we were talking, you know, if, if this ever stops becoming ineffective, we can't help people build real businesses. We, we turn it off. We're not going to pretend we're good at something that we're not good at. So we keep going and keep growing and people keep coming. That's what we do. Indeed. So keep us going with your story. I want to get into some of the specifics on, uh, on your business as well, where you're at now, and maybe some lessons from you know, the last few stages of your business growth. Yeah. I don't remember what year it was, but Jimmy Smith published the, the Replens course. I do not remember how many years back that was, but it was a couple. Yeah, and I remember be. hearing about it. How many was it? Uh, it will be coming up on three years pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I heard about it and it sounded really interesting. So I went and dug into it far enough to get the basic principles. And at that point, I knew this is the best I've ever seen for someone starting out. So I'll recommend this to anyone I know starting out. So that, and I went back to, to my wholesale, kept going along there. And it wasn't until... Earlier this year, um, maybe April, that I had this idea. What if replens was for me? Not just for the people just starting out who haven't done anything with anything e-commerce. What if it was also for established businesses? Because while I love wholesale, it had been running into some pretty major problems at that time between COVID and shipping delays and raw material shortages. There was a lot of stuff I couldn't get. I mean, what I could get would sell for the best margins I'd ever seen in any of those products. But availability was just so low. And combining that with how seasonal my business was with a strong peak season in summer and then another smaller one for Christmas, I'd been looking for a while for something that could even it out a little and bring up the low months and provide a more consistent base to work off. Sure. So I started poking around with replants. I had a substantial background in Amazon and e-commerce and took me a little bit to work through the primary challenges of arbitrage and make sure I I had a a good plan going into this before I I jumped in. But I started looking for products then and um, it really just took off since then. It was pretty slow at the start. But over the course of the summer, it started ramping up a bit. And by the time I came to Proven in July, I had over 100 basins in the testing phase. And it's just continued growing since then. Uh, I was looking at it earlier. I've got about 120 active replens ASINs right now. And that's not all that I have. There are a lot that you just can't find enough stock for on any given week. But with sufficient ASINs, the however many 70, 80% that are available this week are enough to give you a nice baseline. You hope to have full coverage on everything all the time, but that just doesn't happen in the real world. Right. And in a perfect world, we would buy what we need however many weeks before we need it. But there are some things that I just buy everything I can find whenever I can find it. Even if I don't need it today, I know that this item is proven. It will sell. It sells very well for me. And I've sold it long enough that I know it's not always available. So even though I don't need it today, 
I know I will need it before it's available next, most likely. So I'll just pick up whatever they've got. Right. And you develop those instincts over time as you get into the replin model. So you've only been in it, you know, six months, let's say, with less than that. And just a few months in, you had 100 products you'd found that are profitable as you can find them. And you say 70, 80% of them at any given time, you can go buy more when you need it off of retail store shelves, which this is the model. For those of you, maybe this is one of the first episodes you're listening to today. The replins model is a theme in our podcast frequently. I would say 90% of the episodes from the past year and a half, we've mentioned, explained, shared success stories of the replin model that Amy's getting into right now. So we're not going to dive real deep in that direction, but it is a powerful model. And I love that even an experienced seller, you've been doing e-commerce since you said 2013 when you started, replins just the last few months. And you're pretty excited. It's not just for new sellers. There's a stability here. I love you said the baseline. It's just such a predictable, stable model. So go through some numbers with us, like your wholesale business. If you put it on a pie chart, you know, your wholesale is still most of your business, I take it. It is. Yeah, it's still 93% of my company. Okay. So Replens is just 7%, but you're starting to see the potential of it. Absolutely. And I have for the past couple of months. I'm not at the point yet where I can go out and find 100 new listings, but uh, I can find a handful. And there are so many more. I have hundreds of products to go through, just begging me to go pick up my 20 and $50 bills off the shelf. And Yeah, you've heard me say that. <laughs> yes, I have. And that's what it feels like, isn't it? It it's does. Yeah. And I have a VA, have four years. That's what she I was going to ask. Sale leads for me for, for a long time. and was really mm-hmm. good at that. And I've been getting her into finding some replens products for me. She hasn't surpassed me in skill yet, but one of these days, she I'm will. sure we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so it's you and your VA. Do you have anyone else helping you in your business? Not at this time. And, and what numbers are you comfortable sharing with us? Approximations are fine. Yeah. So let's put it this way. About a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago, I posted that update in the Replens Facebook group about my five-month anniversary of, you know, from the the first day I started looking for Replens to that exact day five months later. And at that time, my revenue for the 30 days leading up to that was what, 10,800. And Today, about 12 days later, it's 13,800 for the trailing 30 days. That's replens. That's replens. Gotcha. So you separate out your wholesale. At this point, I'm just running them totally separate. They're different departments. They're very different in so many ways. I haven't done a merge on them. The closest I've come to to merging numbers was figuring out the 93%, 7%. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's very precise. I appreciate you doing that for us. What is your overall business? I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, sorry. Give us some, some, like, what are you hoping to sell in 2021 total? Like, you know, overall total sales volume and margin. Like, what are the general goals you've got there? Yeah. I haven't merged margin on the two departments either. Oh, you can list them separately. That's fine. Yeah, um, wholesale net margin is about 10%. Replen's gross margin was what I had calculated for the, the five-month anniversary. I did not pull those numbers. No, that's okay. Do you know approximately off the top of your head? You can always supply them after the podcast episode's over too, and I can mention it in the show notes. Yeah, I completely forgot to, to pull those for this. No, that's um, okay. I think it was 19% margin. And about 56% ROI. Yeah, that's that's pretty typical. It surprised me if you were vastly higher or lower. That's, those are kind of right in the middle numbers. About the highest we ever see is a 30% net margin. And then that 50, would be lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So total volume sales for the year, do you, do you know, do you have a goal there for wholesale plus replan combined? Yeah, it's not something I've considered a whole lot. Um, year over year is the only way I 
compare my my company. It's so seasonal. It fluctuates so much month to month. So right. I have to compare a month this year to that same month last year. Right. To have any okay. Comparison. And doing that for this August versus last August, this September versus last September, I'm coming in at a revenue over 200% of last year. Wow, that's awesome. Company yeah. has doubled for the months of August and September. That's phenomenal. Well done. Thank is, you. Q, is Q4 typically a big season for you, this final three yeah. months coming up? Not at all. It's not. Okay. I'll see a slight increase, but it won't even come into half of what my peak season does. I got you. Okay. Maybe closer to a third. Sure. On a good year. Sure. Sure. And I hate to keep pressing the point, but do you happen to know what your total sales number will be for the year? Just approximation. Like I, because right now I don't know if we're talking a couple hundred thousand or if we're talking close to a million. I just, I have no frame of reference. Like about how, what is the size of your company? Um, Year to date is about 330,000. 330. So if this trend continues, I'll end at 450. Yeah. Okay. But will it continue? Maybe sure. not. Yeah, but that's a good rough estimate of what we're looking at, the size of the business. So, you know, as a young lady with her own running her own business, how many hours a week do you put into this? Would you say? Right now, it's full time, but it so hasn't always been. Yeah, it's your full time job, selling what looks to be probably easily clear four hundred, unless something strange happens. Probably, you know, aiming for four fifty at nice margins. I mean, that's a, that's a significant business. That's a very nice business, you know, having the flexibility of controlling your own schedule. And uh, a lot of people would be very jealous of that lifestyle. It is a nice lifestyle. That's awesome. So what part of the country do you live in? Connecticut. Connecticut. Is it, are you near any big cities or fairly rural? Like what's the... Halfway between Boston and New York City. Okay. Gotcha. So plenty of places for you to source, you feel like? For reasons? I have two routes that are about an hour each. I have another route that's three hours. There's another route that I'm thinking of adding, but I haven't taken the the time yet to go and check it out. But so you do most of your own shopping still for sure too then. I think it to be about a three-hour route there as well. Gotcha. Yeah, at this point, I still do all of my own shopping. Gotcha. So that's one of the things you could start to automate so you can start to grow. At the point where you're finding more replens and you can pick up on your own. Uh, and I can't get away from it myself, Amy. I was at the store before we started this podcast episode today, picking up a couple of things that Andrea needed and threw a few $20 bills in the cart as I'm walking through the aisles, flying through the aisles so I can get back in time for our episode, right? I mean, you just it's infectious. You can't stop once you see the money laying around. Uh, but hiring shoppers is one of the really good moves we made just so there's other people out there any given, given time hitting those find, hard to find items off the shelves around town. They can drive a little further in one direction or another than you can. It's really given us a boost uh, as far as keeping our list hit and keeping inventory in stock, which is the challenge of this model. It is surprisingly so. Yeah. Because yeah, when you know, what, know what you're looking for, the stuff sells. Yeah. I'm looking at adding someone to take over prep and ship for me. Yeah, that's I a good that's starting a good start. point. That was a good start. Certainly free up a lot of time. Yep. And I can go find that many more. That's right. That's right. And start doing some coaching for us as well as a new coach on our team, right? Pick up a few students and talk them through the process. I I hear I'm going to get at least one more. Oh, that's great. Got you up and rolling. Yeah. I'm so proud of this team. I think we're coming up on about 40 coaches at this point. And you're one of the latest additions. We've added another one since we added you, I think. But yep. Just a couple more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really fun seeing him pop on board and just kind of enjoy the vision and help build the vision and buy into what we're all about around here. To it, without exception, they all just genuinely love people. They care for people. They want them to succeed, and they've succeeded themselves. So, yeah, welcome to the team officially. Although I've probably said it a couple times already, it's really great having you on board, Amy. So, uh, what else? What other really lessons? Part of this. Oh, it's an honor. What other uh, lessons do you have for us before we start to wrap this one up? Anything else come to mind? Do you have any notes on anything that you wanted to share? We made it through most of the tale. Yeah, we sure did. (laughs) You did a great job. I love hearing your story filling in some gaps. If there's anything else, this this is a chance to, you know, take your time and just share any lessons that you've got for folks. 
And that's fine if you don't, no pressure, just didn't want to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say to the listeners that if you have the opportunity to attend a proven conference in person, mm-hmm. do it. The smallest, most insignificant piece you will get out of it is the training sessions. What you actually attend for is the people. Mm-hmm. And with hundreds of people there, that can seem daunting. And how do you find a couple when you meet them one moment and then you, you lose them in the, uh, the crowd? But you find a way and you meet just a small handful that you really connected with, that you like just as people. And you start foundation of a relationship that could last for decades. That was definitely the best part of of all the the conferences I've been to. But of them, Proven was the best conference I have ever attended. Wow, that's high honors. So you've been to quite a few uh, conferences in the e-commerce industry? Yeah. Not a a lot, but... Enough to have preferences. (laughs) For sure. And Proven tops the list. Wow. That's that cool. Didn't, didn't that. realize that. There's some other great events out there. And I'm a fan of going to any events. Anytime you can get out, meet people. And I completely agree, by the way. Some people might think, oh, well, she just said the content's not the best part. No, it's. it doesn't matter how great the content is. It doesn't that, beat building great relationships with the people sitting next to in front of behind you at the event. That's the power of the event. And we're very intentional about trying to help make that happen for people at our events. We, we encourage that with plenty of free time in the schedule, for example, for those types of interactions to happen organically. And uh, yeah. because you can watch YouTube videos anytime, but getting together, there's power there in the gathering. The content was some of the best content I've ever seen. I wasn't saying anything against the, uh, the content. Oh, sure. Of course not. I, yeah, I, it, it goes, yeah, I completely understand it's your point. Right. No matter how good it is, it doesn't beat the power of those connections. For sure. And you get the recordings. We, t- we encourage people, hey, skip a session. You're going to get the recording. <laughs> Don't meet sessions. some people, right? <laughs> mm, that's a like, great lesson. The uh, content is the, the least of what you, you get, but it is so great in and of itself. How yeah. much more so? Yeah. Very the well relationships. So. And it gives you a time to not be alone. Mm-hmm. To connect with people who understand this cross between English and alphabet soup we tend to talk in. Yes, all these acronyms, right? Yes. And sometimes even I mix them up and pull the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I do as well. I see acronyms all the time. I'm like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) It's run past my face 50 times before I'm still don't know what it is. Yeah, I still don't know what ASIN stands for. I mean, I know what an ASIN is, but if you tell me, they're like, what's the acronym ASIN stand for? Like, the Amazon That's something funny. something number? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Right? So yeah, so don't be intimidated by the acronyms. Just ask. And one of the things we do in our Facebook group is we have a list of acronyms people can reference and and uh, look up and find out what some of these things are. We're not doing it on purpose. It just gets, we call it, we, for example, the Proven Amazon course, we call it the PAC. Because it's so much easier than saying proven Amazon course 500 times a day. It's <laughs> pack, right? Sure. It happens organically. We didn't do it on purpose to confuse anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Well, what else is on your mind? Go ahead. Um, one more thought on acronyms. There's what you see when you, you first see it online and you just assume how it's pronounced. And then you go to one of these events and you hear people talking about it. And then you learn how it's actually pronounced. Right. And it's often different. With names as well, like your name, for example. True. How many how many mispronunciations have you had, poor thing? <laughs> took me for a while, it took me a while myself to start calling you Amy. So yeah, but now I correct others. It's like Tammy minus the T, guys. Come on. <laughs> right. And my name gets butchered all the time too, so I can relate. Uh-huh. All right. Well, this has been a good episode. Did we leave anything off? Anything else pop to mind before we start to wrap this one up? Uh, just one more. Very good. Most people don't know this, but I was never supposed to end up in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. I had other plans. I was going to go to college and be an accountant. And I thought that was my calling. But God intervened and that did not happen. A very 
solidly closed a couple of doors. And by the time they reopened, I was so far into e-commerce that uh, yeah, I never seriously considered it by the time it was an option again. Hmm. So um, I just want to say that I'm so grateful to God for bringing me here. I'm sure I, I would have done well as an, an accountant. I, I would have chosen to make it my calling and have given it everything I had. But as an e-commerce business owner, I get quite enough accounting keeping the books. Yeah. <laughs> don't think I would be as happy if I had taken that route. Yeah, sure. And for sure, I would not have learned the things I learned owning my own company or met the people I've met. It would have been a very different life. And I'm just glad this is the one that God had for me. Oh, so well said. To end on a note of gratitude, that's beautiful. Yeah, well, we're certainly glad that God ushered you in this direction as well. Our community has benefited in many ways from your knowledge, your experience, and now your leadership role on our team. Very excited to have you on board. And, and uh, thank you for speaking from the heart. You said some things very succinctly today. There's four or five points where I'm thinking, hmm, we got to capture that clip. That was good. That was really good the way you said it and the sincerity. So I appreciate your honest sincerity, the humility as well that comes through in everything you say. You, just, you, really, you speak from the heart. You always have every interaction we've ever had. So I certainly appreciate that. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I'm going to talk to the listeners for a second. Okay, Emmy, And just thank them for hanging out with us. Thank you for spending some time with us. Hope you enjoyed that. And I say this so often, but if you didn't like it, I don't know that that bothers me a whole lot because I loved it. And this is my show. So hopefully you enjoyed it. But man, I had a great time getting to know Amy a little bit, filling in some gaps on her story and hearing her speak from the heart about the vision and what this community is all about and some encouraging specific tips and strategies. Just very proud to have great leaders that I get to work with every day. And, and this was just one of them you got to meet today. So until we have another great episode for you in the near future, I'm going to sign off here, but remind you that the great leaders on our team, like Amy, like all the other coaches and the moderators and the content creators, it's close to 100 people that go into what we do around here. We're in your corner. We're rooting for you. We're cheering for you. We don't see you as a competitor. We see you as a fellow business building warrior on a very similar journey. So build some relationships like Amy encouraged today. Reach out. You don't have to wait for one of our live events. Get on a phone call, get on a Zoom, find out who lives near you. We help you with that in our Facebook group. Get together in person. So I think that's a good challenge she left us with today. So until we have another great episode, this is Jim signing off, Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Amy. You did a great job. Thank you, Jim. Hey, before I let you go, one last reminder about Sellix.com, S-E-L-L-I-C-S.com. They can help you analyze your pay-per-click campaigns for free with their market-leading Amazon PPC evaluation tool. Get started now by visiting sellix.com slash silent sales. After you submit your request, you'll receive a monthly email that shows you the exact changes you should be making to achieve a lower average cost per sale spend on your ads. Plus, I want to remind you that all listeners today receive an optional bonus call with a Sellix pay-per-click expert to discuss your campaigns. That's a $400 value. So start evaluating your campaigns now for free by visiting sellix.com slash silent sales. Hey, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.